0: everyone wants to know about the potential return of the black jerseys black jerseys well i can say with absolute certainty that the black jerseys are coming back they'll come back for a few games this year at some point and you'll be able to buy those jerseys you know but, but you know at some point after that or you know i'll leave that to my marketing people but the black jerseys are coming back
1: the black jerseys are back, baseball's back, old school sport's back. I'm Victor Pustary, and let me introduce my trusty co-host, Max Marshall. Max, how are you doing?
2: Good, doing good.
1: Yeah, your heat made a big-time trade at the trade deadline. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but first, let me introduce Tommy, back again, back-to-back weeks. Tommy, how are you doing?
2: Doing great. Happy
1: to be back. Yeah, no, I'm definitely happy you're back because we will be previewing some, a lot of baseball, really. We'll also be talking about NBA. Like I said, the NBA trade deadline came and went last Thursday. A lot of big moves. It did not go quietly. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Andre Drummond Drummond joining forces with the Lakers. We'll talk about a big NFL trade. We'll talk about how that affects the draft, but first... Let's get into our list of the week. Max is going to be singing this one out because it has to do with baseball. Max, just try to keep yourself busy while me and Tommy handle the show, all right? Got it. All right. So the inspiration for this list of the week, if you couldn't tell already, is opening day. Opening day is this Thursday, return of baseball. Tommy, I don't know about you, but for me, it is the first signal of spring, the first change of seasons when baseball comes back, in my opinion. And this list is top three walk-up songs we would choose. And so without further ado, Tommy, I will let you go first. Number three on your list.
2: Number three, and I heard that I used to be a bat boy in the A B Mets, uh, Mets organization. And this guy, this guy had Mercy. Like Kanye and you know all the group of friends, and when that opening thing dropped in the beat, I was like, okay, if I was if I was in a clutch situation and this beat just started happening, I I would I'd be so locked in and focused. So number three for me is Mercy.
1: Okay, all right, I like that one. Also, that is sick. How did you get that job, Tommy?
2: So my dad um, knew the general manager at the time. His dad was a firefighter and was, like, the end of his career when my dad was starting his. And so, like, whenever, like, they had stuff going on, like, we always used to get tickets and cool stuff like that, and we were literally at a game, and I broke my wrist that summer, so, like, I couldn't play baseball. And he was like, oh, you're not playing well. I, I'm short a couple bad boys. If you want to make a couple extra bucks, you can come here and, uh, you know, do that stuff. So I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely I would do that. <clears throat> I spilled... My my biggest story from that is I spilled Gatorade on Juan Lagarus one time.
1: That is so cool. That is so cool. And how old were you?
2: Uh, I was was 14, 15. Like, I was just about to turn 15, and then I did it the summer after when I turned 16. So, those two
1: summers. That's pretty sick. That's really cool.
2: It was a a pretty sweet game.
1: All right. So, Tommy, let me ask you this, right? Mm -hmm. Yankees, right now, Batboy got fired, would you be the bat boy for the New York Yankees, professional?
2: Without even questioning it, yes.
1: Yep, okay, because I would be, if I got the opportunity, I would definitely be bat boy of the Mets, professional Mets.
2: Uh, I'd call my boss right now, put in my two weeks, and just be sorry, this just has to happen, <laughs> and figure it out after baseball season's over what I'd do from there.
1: <laughs> you you saying that reminded me of, you know in Wolf of Wall Street when Jonah Hill calls his boss <laughs> yeah. after se- I thought of that. I thought of that, but you, yeah, I, I got quit. I'm doing the New York Yankees <laughs> as their my ball boss boy. Right now, quick. <laughs> um, all right, so that's a good one. Uh, I like that song number three for me, and I don't want to hear any judgment, but clarity by Zed. just because okay. that beat drop gets me going every single time. Like I get amped from it, so I think that would be a great. Walk up song, I think it would get the crowd going, and in the big moment, I couldn't. In, there are very few songs that the beat drop alone would get me going for that at bat. I like that one. It's, yeah, no,
2: that I definitely, especially it's got a good build up too. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you as you're walking, and then yeah,
1: I think exactly. Also, I kind of wanted to mix up my songs because I, I'm gonna get into it later. But there's one artist that I could literally. Pick 20 songs of his to be my walk up song, but uh, let's continue for now, Tommy. Number two,
2: uh, number two for me is I'm I I like a lot of like older older hip hop hop and rap and stuff. And uh, how we do by the game in 50.
1: All right, I like that. I like just walk
2: up bobbing, get just getting your in your like your own head a little bit, just just focusing here and that.
1: All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. I also like uh older rap as well. Um, number two for me, and uh, this is because uh, my mom's favorite band is the Rolling Stones, I'm going with "Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, great song. Yeah, and uh, again, just one of those songs. I mean, it's tough because there are a couple of verses I like in it, and it's just such a slow, like, build-up song. But uh, yeah, I'm going with "Sympathy for the De- Devil.
2: Okay.
1: All right, and what, uh, what tops your list?
2: Party Up, DMX.
1: All right. All right. I like yeah. it. I like it. Now, Tommy, let me ask you this. Are all three of those songs on your, like, gym rotation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I like that. And um, No, I, I was just wondering because sometimes I think walk-up songs and getting you hyped songs, like, are the same thing. But at the same mm-hmm. time, th- there are songs definitely I couldn't play as my walk-up song, just because of how explicit they are. Because at that point, I'm just going to yeah, hear a bleeped out yeah, version.
2: Yeah, no, that's another thing I was thinking about too. Like, especially texts. I was like playing through my gym playlist to like kind of like weed some of them out or like trying to like narrow them down. But then I thought, like, yeah, I was like a couple of them was like, all right, if I had to listen to the clean version of this, like, I just wouldn't make
1: exactly doing justice. Exactly, exactly. But uh, what tops my list, and I really could have picked any one of his songs I I have about 30, 40 that I love from him and them it was a tough choice for me, number one on my list Till I Collapse just because that's one of his quote unquote cleaner songs it's my favorite hype up song, uh, it came between that and without me but I'm going with Till I Collapse b- just because I think that's my favorite song of his and it, it's, it's whenever I'm getting tired at the gym I use that to get me to finish strong type of th- song.
2: I always I always forget that you're a big Eminem guy.
1: Oh, huge, 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 that, yeah. huge. It's it's a little it's obsessive, but I I I uh I take pride in it, so it's okay. All right, so I. I liked your list. I obviously liked my list. Max was lame and didn't do a list. It was a little too hard for him. But we'll keep this moving because, Tommy, he's not going to rain on our parade. Baseball is back. Like I've said, I'm am Tommy. But before I get to my Mets, before we, before we make our predictions, let's take a look back at some of the biggest moves from this offseason. Now, obviously, my Mets traded for shortstop Francisco Lindor. From the Cleveland Indians. George Springer, another Mets target, actually ended up in Toronto. Trevor Bauer, after that long drawn out decision, he decided to go to the Dodgers. Again, you know, love or hate him. He joined the winner. He had a career year last year, even though it was just a sixty game season. But we'll see how what he does to that rotation in LA. Marcelo Zuna, JT Riomuto, DJ LeMay, Hugh of your Yankees, Tommy, all stayed with their teams. Tommy, it's a longer season this year. It's in year two, year two regular season of the pandemic, right? The Dodgers are the defending champions. Before we get to baseball as a whole what are your thoughts on the Yankees first let's start with their offseason moves what did you think
2: um I mean I wish they could have I wish they would have made like another like a bullpen type move but who knows that could happen uh, more down down the line as the season develops and everything uh I'm honestly excited I mean like any year then you could say this for most like highly projected teams in baseball any season you know all depends on like how healthy you could say And if that team stays healthy and with Severino coming back, I think their starting pitcher rotation is pretty solid top to bottom. There's not like – there's yeah, the other guys that aren't that great, yeah, but that's every single baseball rotation. Like that's what your four or five start uh, is. But once Severino comes back and if Germond pitches like how he did, you know, back from his issues – And Jay Bruce, I mean, I thought that signing was kind of whatever. Like, all right, we're going to. The Yankees always do that. They sign that old man, like, kind of forgotten out of his prime type. But he played pretty well in spring. So he's going to be starting at first base for the first couple of weeks. Um, But that actually might leave them some chances to move stuff around. Like, DJ can be playing first, and uh, Urshala can move to second, and, and Duhart can play third. It gives them more options in the infield with Luke Voigt out. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Should only be about a month. But uh, honestly, I really, they should, again, they stay healthy. They they sh- should have no problem winning the AL East. Um, the Blue Jays, obviously, I think are going to be really good. Uh, I think the Rays got worse over the offseason. The Sox will be better this year. And the Orioles, you know, I love Trey Mancini. I think he's a stud, but, you know, that's that's about it to talk about there. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for this year.
1: I respect and agree with a lot of what you said, right, Tommy? But are you at all nervous that... Once again, Tommy, right? And and it's funny because in game five of the ALDS last year, I want to say you came back on afterwards and I told you it was funny that in their most important game, it was their weakest component, their pitching, that kept them in that game, and their bats that let them down. Right? Mm-hmm. Is Aaron that, Judge? Yeah, yeah. Is it at all? Well, first off, Tommy, is there any update on Aaron Judge's? Is he is he okay? Because he was out the last couple of spring training games. There's nothing you know, with him, correct?
2: It, it, yeah, it's weird because like you can't like you see it like I, every day I wake up he's like trending on Twitter and it's just like all right anybody have I like this was even kind of funny I, it was either today or yesterday uh, Cuomo tweeted something about like getting vaccines or whatever and two the first two comments under it was that's cool but do any of your sources have any links to what's going on with Judge <laughs> like, No, one seems to really know. Like, it's the weird thing. Maybe he's just taking a break. I mean, I does it surprise know. you?
1: Oh, oh, oh! Who is no. that? Who is that?
0: It, it, it's the same thing with Judge. I've been hearing this for about six years with him. I, I'm over it. I'm over it. Every damn year.
1: I'm sorry. Only people, a- <laughs> only people who did a list are allowed to comment on the baseball season. No, yeah. No. Okay. Continue-
0: <laughs> lose yourself. What is this? Two thousand four.
1: Continue, Tommy. I'm sorry.
2: No, he's not wrong. Though, like I, I was going to say, like I think this is kind of a year for like the biggest one is obviously Gary Sanchez. Like if he doesn't pull it together this year, like his MLB future could be in a little bit of trouble. Just like kind of what happened to Greg Bird. Like, yeah, Greg Bird was, had one really big home run in the playoffs, but like in a great spring training every single year, every year I saw Greg Bird tearing up spring training and then, you know, he would do something and miss a whole season and play like garbage in the regular season. So I think like, and judge, I think is kind of, Solidified himself a little more, obviously, but this is like a big year for those guys. And even Glaber didn't really have; he had a kind of a down year last year. I know with COVID and everything like that, but I think those this young core, this new Yankee core, this is a big year for them because like it's cute making the playoffs and whatever, but you're getting knocked out in the ALDS, and then having one ALCS appearance that ain't gonna cut it.
1: Yeah, and it was. Actually, the first decade in I don't know how long, Tommy, you might know better than me that the Yankees didn't win a World Series.
2: Yeah, he said since the 80s.
1: Yeah, since the 80s. So, I mean, that in and of itself for a franchise, like like you said, that is built, that is accustomed to winning. Making the playoffs isn't just going to cut it. And, Tommy, it is true for every team, but the Yankees especially, injuries. You got to see what happens with, with throughout the season. But Aaron Judge has had problems throughout his career. Giancarlo wow. Stanton even has had problems throughout his career staying healthy. God, so His
2: Yankee career, it's been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so, uh, no, I think you hit on a couple of good points. But here's my thing, and it kind of ties into the injury situation as well. And I don't mean this in a mean way, Tommy, but just with how exciting the Mets offseason was, I kind of felt the Yankees had a very Mets-like offseason where – they're taking flyers on guys that should not be put into big-time situations, but are. And the biggest one that comes to mind is Corey Kluber. Now, he's 34 years old, right? He was once a an ace, one of the best pitchers in the league, right? But in the last yeah. two years, he only has about 36 innings pitched. He's their number two starter. Are you at all worried about that?
2: Um. No, because <clears throat> he is the number two, and but again, I feel like they have enough depth there to where, like I said, especially once Severino comes back, Kluber or Jameson Talon are probably going to the bullpen. It'll, it'll actually definitely be Jameson Talon, but you got Jordan Montgomery had a great bounce back year after missing almost two years with Tommy John. Obviously, Garrett Cole is going to hold it down. Germond, as long as he pitched like he was before his whole little incident. I'm not too too worried about it, but again, I wish they they did have a pretty underwhelming offseason, like in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like baseball's I've also kind of been like that the past couple of years, where besides like the big names, like the year when Machado and Harper and and Trout signed those huge mega deals, and this year with obviously um, the Mets in the big trade, like. Outside of those like types of moves, like this year was kind of underwhelming, you know. Or, and obviously Trevor Bauer, who I want to talk about later, Victor. I know you said you don't really care too much, and I'm not a Mets fan. No, I we really can definitely talk about him. Hate the Mets, but like, I, I don't think I've met a more annoying baseball superstar. Like the guy was so like, I don't know what he's done to be bigger as big as he is and bigger in baseball. He had a great year last year. Cool. Good for you. The only thing I really know when I think about him, I think about him launching a ball over the center field fence when he gets pulled to letting up a home run. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know what he's done to where he thinks he has earned this much clout, but I can't, I think he's so annoying.
1: Yeah, well, so all right, so right before we we can talk about power, I just real quick want to touch upon my Mets. Now, uh, honestly, Tommy, for, first off, I don't. I besides when they play each other, right, where I deal with an annoying Yankees fan, I actually don't have a pure passionate hate for the Yankees, just because I guess because throughout my lifetime, like I've known my place as a Mets fan type of thing, and. Listen, I definitely I think the rivalry definitely comes alive. I've been to a couple of great Mets Yankee games where the intensity was real, where it was a great game day atmosphere, but I don't hate the Yankees on a daily basis. Okay? But when it comes to my Mets, I think this was one that this to me was their best off season since two thousand six, but you could argue this is this was the best offseason in franchise history because they went from Fred and Jeff Wilpon to Steve Cohen. Now say what you want about Steve Cohen. He is definitely a troll. He's definitely not afraid to say what he wants, be part of the Twitter sphere, right? But I do think at the end of the day, the guy is a diehard Mets fan. I think he's willing to put in the time, effort, resources to put a winning Ball club together we heard i he he's a to me he's a fan owner i was told max this a couple of months back to me he's a steve a steve ballmer of la of uh of baseball of new york i think he's gonna be a passionate fan owner and i think he listens to what the fans want case and um case example is the bringing back the black jerseys the Mets fans have been calling for the black jerseys and Cohen has brought them back this year now again, back to the team on the field I love the Lindor trade would I also love him to be already under contract for the next decade yes do I think both sides will reach an agreement yes I don't think it has to be done by opening day would I feel better about sure but they have all this year Even if he hits free agency, I'm sure that both sides will be talking. There's plenty of time to get a deal done. I love the improvement at catcher with James McCann. I felt that it was time to move on from Steven Matz. I would have loved... the The only areas where I felt this was a little disappointing was I would have loved either George Springer in center field and or Trevor Bauer to bolster that rotation. Now, listen... Springer, we just got outbid. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. The Blue Jays felt Springer was worth the money that they paid him the Mets didn't. I'm not going to throw my arms up and cry about that type of thing. Bauer, Bauer was the lesser of the two just because I know he had a career year last year, but we haven't seen it from him over time we haven't seen the consistency from him so I wasn't terribly upset about him also to me Bauer Bauer comes off as one of those guys where you love to hate him like if he's part of your team you're gonna love his antics but if he's not you're gonna hate him and that's where I'm kind of at right now I never had to deal with Bauer on a consistent basis with him facing the Mets. Now, I think that I'm going to hate him on the Dodgers because I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets and Dodgers are playing meaningful games down the road. But uh, again, I think it's going to be a hit or miss contract with Bauer. And we'll see how long LA puts up with his antics, his attitude, because it's great when you're a Cy Young award winner like he was last year. You can get away with that, but if you're, not, if you're not living up to your contract, if you're not living up to the expectations, people are going to get real tired of you real quick.
2: Yeah, especially for how how aggressive, or not aggressive, that's the wrong term, but how active he is like on social media and has no problems calling out either fans or anybody.
1: Players even. I, I've seen him and Thor, yeah. Syndergaard, mm-hmm. get into it a couple of times.
2: I was gonna say you can do that
0: shit in uh, Cincinnati, but you're in LA now. It's gonna be a little different. For yeah. The media and whatever. And especially
2: because there's no way he's even gonna be the biggest athlete out there either. Like you, there's a there's a pecking order out out there. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Donald's first. Yeah. Aaron Donald.
1: Aaron Donald's first in LA, Max. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> I think you're just so bitter that. The biggest star in LA beat your Heat last year, but even more so than that, even more so oh, than that, AD? even more so than that, left you guys for Cleveland. Yeah. Well, even though you should be thankful he got you two championships. Yeah.
0: What do you mean he left Cleveland? He traded the Cavaliers traded him back to Miami. What are you talking about? Dwayne Wade lives in LA, by the way, Victor.
1: No, 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 no. Left, no, no, no. Left Cleveland. I'm saying LeBron. Oh.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. I was talking about D Wade. he's another star in LA.
1: Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, getting back to baseball. Just stay in your corner, please. Uh Tommy, but um yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for this season. I think that the Mets improved overall. Um bullpen, behind the plate, infield, right? Again, I would have loved the true center fielder, but I'm feeling good about Nemo. I need his bat in the lineup. Dom Smith is looking to build off a great year last year. I think Pete Alonzo, listen, he was on track to hit over 30, 40 homers last year if it was a full year. He just needs to get better with the average. Again, there are just some guys who are boomer bust, and Alonzo very well could be that type of player, and it's okay as long as you have a solidified lineup around a player like that, and I think they have that with guys like Lindor, McNeil. McNeil could very well win a batting title this year, so I'm very excited for this team.
2: No, honestly, if I was a Mets fan, I'd be too. Especially, I don't think the NL East is going to be that good. Biggest competition. Really, you East, don't
1: think so? A lot of people are calling calling it the best division in baseball.
2: No, I don't. I was. I think that the NL East is very overrated. I really like. I like the Braves. Uh, I think the Phillies are just kind of a bunch of names right now. Yeah, agreed. Aaron, Aaron Null is one of my favorite pitchers in baseball, though. So I'm kind of hoping that they suck and that he might get traded. Um, the Marlins had a great run last year. Good for them. That's awesome. Oh, That's
1: yeah. Like- I forgot about that
2: run. <laughs> like Yeah. Like, I don't. I just don't think – like I said, I really – I honestly, I do like the Braves. I think it's going to come down to the Mets or the Braves. But I think that that division is going to be kind of over it. It's going to be – I think it's going to probably be better than the AL East because, like, I really don't think the Rays. I think they they are relying a little too much on young talent there. Like they moved the a, yeah a bunch of different pieces around, um. But that was really the only comparable team to like that. They're like the Phillies. Like that's how I feel like they're going to be like this year. But um, no, I I'd be I if I'm a Mets fan, I'm not I'm not too disappointed coming to opening day coming here.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, now, me, I just wanna. I just wanna ask you, and then we'll get into our predictions. Um, with oh, well, no, not ask you. I I agree with you on the and at least I really think it's gonna come down to the Mets and Braves, and uh, yeah, the Phillies. Again, there are a lot of big names, but I don't know if everything is gonna click for them. I really thought Rio Muto was all but gone last year, and they were able to re-sign him. So don't love that. But it is what it is. And then the Marlins, I don't expect much from them. And then the Nationals, The Nationals. I really think the window is closing if it's not closed already for them.
2: Yeah, I would, I would also agree with that.
1: Yeah. But, all right, so that we keep the show moving along, let's get into our predictions. Now, Tommy, how do you want to do it? You want to just do AL real quick and then NL? Or you want to go back yeah, and I forth? Would. Okay, so you start – AL divisions. Let's start with the East.
2: Uh, Yankees win the East. Um, I, I like the White Sox to win the Central. again. This I, I, I don't think much is going to change from last week. I think White Sox are going to win the Central. And then the... Uh, oh, man. Probably the Astros are going to have to win the West. Even though I think that they've... They've lost some talent. I don't know how good overall they're going to be, but I don't think the AL West is really that competitive.
1: Well, all right, so I'll go backwards, right? The AL West, right, once again, the Athletics had a great season but then lost guys in free agency just because they're not a big market club. They they always – it seems to be plugging and replace with them, right? So I'm also going with the Astros. A team, you want to talk about a West Coast Phillies team, it's the Angels. Because Angel. they have they have so many big names. Pujols is going into his last year. Obviously, they got the best player in Mike Trout of all baseball on their team. They signed Rendon last year. Like, they should be one of the best teams in baseball, and they're not. So I'm going with the Astros. Again, I think that they've lost a lot too. They weren't able to resign Carlos Correa. Uh, signed him to an extension this past week, so we'll see how that plays out. But I, I too, am going with the Astros more. So I, I don't know what to expect from those those other two teams. Chicago White Sox made a couple great moves this offseason. season. I'm going with them in the in the Central. Also, remember Tommy Tony Larusa made his yeah, the, return. I, not
2: just got hired, but yeah,
1: yeah, he <laughs> returned after winning a couple chips with St Louis Cardinals. I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins kept it close throughout the year, Tommy, just because they had a good team last year. Nelson Cruz is back. Cleveland, I think, is going to take a big step backwards, though, with the amount of talent that they lost. And then finally, Tommy, I'm going with the Yankees as well, okay? Yep. Uh, they had the highest payroll in all of American League. Not Tampa um, not Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I do think, will also decline after last season. They made it all the way to the World Series. I don't think that they will be able to repeat that performance with what they lost. And then finally, the Blue Jays. Listen, the Blue Jays definitely, definitely got some key pieces. They got Springer. They got Marcus Simeon. They got Steven Matz, who, who, Tommy, I'm not saying this just because he's in your division now. You know how Darneau... Picked it up the moment he joined the Braves. It was like a whole new Travis yeah. now For some reason, if I had to say one former Met to have like a breakout year, it would be Steven Matz. I can't tell you why, right? I always rooted for him. Consistency was his biggest problem with New York. He was never able to fi- uh, figure it out. I don't know. Maybe a change of scenery will help him out. But I'm going with the Yanks in the East.
2: He's their number two, though, I think. <clears throat> like, that that, they, that team has a lot of talent and a lot of good young talent, but their rotation is, is very bad. Yeah. It is very bad. Like, I like Steven Match. Like I don't know. Nothing bad to say about him, but that's just if, – if he's your number two, then you better be putting up five or six runs a game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know. That's what I mean. Because you know what was Matt's problem, too? He'd get around the order once or twice, and then the third time, come the fifth inning, he'd just implode on you. So we'll see how he's able to... I mean, listen, I I mean, of the two, I think it's only going to get harder for him in the AL, especially the AL East, with how talented other teams are. But, oh, and can I just say, can I just say, too, Tommy, last thing on the AL East, and then we'll move over to the NL? What a joke. What an absolute joke of a punishment Alex Cora got. Now, listen, you could argue oh, yeah. w- you could argue whether or not he should have gotten punishment at all. I, I get it. Different team. I, I think that he was deserving of it, right? But to be fired, let go by the Red Sox, one year off, one year, not even a full year off, okay? And then to be rehired, I think that's an absolute joke. I think that's a sham,
2: the MLB dropped the ball on that entire situation. Entire situation.
1: Like, entire like
2: there's, you got to slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Okay, sorry. Yeah. We lost, Like the Astros lost a couple draft picks on top of it. Okay, cool. Those draft picks were going to be late first round picks anyway. So, what's it really matter?
1: Yeah. But all right, let's let's keep it moving because uh, I think I'm starting to lose Max. Let's go with the NL, Tommy. You you can uh, you can start it off. The
2: yeah, NL. Uh, I think, all right, so I already said the NL. No, just because you're taking the Mets, I know you are. I'm just going to pick the Braves just to be that guy. So the NL East, I'm going to take the Braves. The NL Central, I'm going to take the Brewers. I really like their roster. Uh, pitching could use a little help. Their 1-2 is pretty good. Um, what, I forget his name, Woodford or whatever. But uh, I love Christian Yelich. He's one of my favorite players in baseball. I think there's no way he has a year like how he had last year. So I think they come back and then how do you, you just kind of got to pick the Dodgers, right? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: know who, yeah. what, I mean, the Rockies imploded
1: Padres, um, Padres. I could see making some noise. I'm not a fan Padres, of them, yeah, but I could. I,
2: I think the Padres, I think it's the Dodgers division, but the Padres are definitely going to be like that thorn in the side. The team, you're like, it's like that little brother call. You really got to do this. Like you're going to, we got to play competitive now. Cause I've been beating you so much. Like, but I do think that the Padres are going to steal some games, and I think, well, before I don't know if we're going to get into it, but I think the Padres are definitely still a playoff team and a deep playoff
1: team. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the wild cards in just a little bit. I'll I'll go through uh, NL real quick. So yeah. st- staying in the West, I'll, I'll actually play Devils. I mean, no, I, I can't. I can't. You know why? Because I was going to say the Padres revamped their pitching rotation. They have the stud in. Fernando Tatis Jr., I get all that. But the Dodgers, listen, If they don't even need Trevor Bauer to have the Cy Young season that he had last year. I, I think the Dodgers somehow got better this offseason. And they're defending champs, I, to me, Tommy, I don't know about you real quick, it's an asterisk type championship to me they, they they won it and I'm glad they finally won it so that we can stop hearing oh is this the Dodgers year because they've been choke artists they've been jokes for the last decade or so when it comes to the playoffs Clayton Kershaw I think is one of the most overrated players in the entire league but that's another story for another day I, I'll go with the Dodgers Tommy in the West uh,
2: yeah it's, it's just kind of like you said it's just like it's, it's too hard not to
1: yeah In the central, Tommy, I'm actually going to go Cardinals. You know why? The Cardinals often struggled mightily last year. You know how you fix that? You trade for one of the best third basements in all baseball in Nolan Aronado. I think he's going to be a big addition for this Cardinals team this upcoming season. I have the Brewers following them. And then you know what could have been a dynasty for a team that suffered for over – a century plus, but things just <laughs> fell fast. The Cubs, the Cubs. You Darvish is gone. John Lester exited. Uh, you know, you you start to wonder. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, are they going to remain with the team, and for how much longer? There were rumors about Chris Bryant being on the trade market. I even remember, I, I forget who tweeted out, but said Chris Bryant was expected to be traded by the end of the weekend. Now that was ten weekends ago. But still, we'll we'll see, we'll we'll see what how much that team implodes, and then finally, and, oh, and
2: honest, real quick, just yeah. I, I honestly do think though that the NL Central is probably like the toughest, most competitive division of baseball.
1: But like, I think are you saying think, that because no team really sticks out, or you? I
2: think it's just it's just like I said, just it's too. I don't think talent wise it's the best. I think that'd be the NL West, but like just competitive wise, like. Any team that could, like, walk away, like, like the most teams that are going to be playing Not NFL the Pirates. Football, well Yeah, not the Pirates, yeah. but the Reds had a good year last year, even though they lost a lot of pieces. I, like I said, I personally really like the Brewers. I think the Cardinals right now are the betting favorite, but, uh, and then obviously the Cubs, like, are just, you know, a good baseball team. So, I think that division, like, what team is going to come out is going to have to earn it the most out of, like, the rest of them, like... Besides, honestly, the Mets or Brewer, or yeah, Mets and Brewer or Mets and Braves, sorry, but whatever team's going to come out of the NL Central, I think it's going to have earn it the most.
1: Okay, okay, I I'll say that it, it could definitely be the most competitive, but that's not because of the talent, like you said. I think it's just because no team really sticks out. Yeah, yeah, and then finally, obviously, and at least I'm going with my Mets. I think that they maybe they didn't get all the big fish in the sea. But teams rarely hit for 1,000 in free agency. I think that they did enough to improve all around. I mean, we have the best pitcher in baseball. Syndergaard is expected back come June. I think that people are sleeping on Stroman. Remember, he missed last year, early part due to injury, and then he decided to opt out of the season. I love the McCann signing behind the plate. I love Lindor. I think he's going to make things easier for hitters like Alonzo in the lineup. Big year for Conforto. He wants a contract extension as well. Defensively, I'm a little nervous, right? We are starting out with J.D. JD Davis at third base. Dom Smith still learning left field. I'm still very excited. I'm going with my Mets in the NL East. And then, Tommy... We, we can do playoffs. Wild card, who do you got? Remember, there are two. Uh, my
2: AL wild card, I'm going to have the Blue Jays. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I'm going to have the Twins and the Athletics. Just because somehow the Athletics always – the A's always just sneak in. And then I do think the, the Twins are going to be a decent baseball team. And then in the NL, I got the Padres and – I, I really want to say the Cardinals, but I'm gonna go with the the Braves.
1: All right, so <coughs> AL, ah, I'm gonna go Twins as well, and the Toronto Blue Jays. That's where I'll shake it up. But when you did s- have
2: the Twins win in the Central. Or did you – oh, no, you did take the White
1: Sox. No, I took the White Sox. Yeah, I just think that they made too many moves this offseason yep. to not win. Wow. Uh, no problem. And, uh, yeah, so I think the Blue Jays and Twins, but but it, it was a big blow that they traded Blake Snell away. I just have this weird feeling that the Rays are gonna sneak back in too. I wouldn't be surprised. You're you're one hundred percent right about the Athletics, right, Tommy? Just always seem to find a way. I kind of get that vibe from the Rays as well,
2: especially recently, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Tyler
2: Glass now is one of my favorite pitchers in the MLB. I think that he's gonna be a, a stud for a long time to come, but. Yeah, no, I could definitely see the Rays backdoor sneaking in.
1: Yeah. And then, and now I think that it's whoever doesn't win the East, the second team, the team that comes in second place will be the top wild card team. And in that situation, I'm going with the Braves. And then I'm going with, I went with the Dodgers. I'm going with the Padres in the wild card.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that.
1: Yeah. But all right, so that's that's our playoff. Oh, let's uh, let's get to the Fall Classic real quick. Who do oh, you have? Wait, hold on, real
2: quick, yeah. I I originally said I said that the Braves are going to win the East. So I mean the Mets are going to win the Wild Card. My fault.
1: Oh same no thing problem. With whoever
2: comes in second in the East and then the Padres.
1: Yeah, no problem, no problem. So we we have that we have the same except I have the Mets winning the uh, winning the East and then you have the Braves winning the East. So okay, yep. That makes sense. All right, and then who do you have playing in the Fall Classic and taking it home?
2: I mean, Padres, Yankees, Yankees, and Six.
1: Okay, since you went biasly, I'll go biasly. I'm going with the Mets. Mets against... I'll go Mets against White Sox. I feel like that's a very basic, very popular prediction, but I'll go Mets over White Sox in
2: five. It's more for me to, if, if the Yankees don't actually, they don't, if they lose in the world series, I'll, I'll be hundred percent completely content, happy with the story. Well, not happy, but like I can live with it. But if they don't even make the world series this year, I, I think I'm going to be with Max where I'm like, I just, I can't do, I can't sit there and look at this team anymore and be like, Oh, it's going to be next year. Next year's the team. That's going to do it. Like I, I physically can't take it anymore. With that.
1: Okay, so you raised the question, Max, I'll I'll ask you as well. As a sports fan, right, would you rather your team make the championship and lose or not make it at all?
0: I'd rather make it.
1: Tommy?
2: I think it kind of depends on the circumstances, but make it and lose.
1: See, I, I... I really think that you guys are right. But I feel like the further you get, the more heart-wrenching the loss is. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's better to get further. It's just like so – it sucks, dude. Like when the Mets lost in 2015, I was freaking devastated, dude. I was devastated.
2: But hear me out here, Victor. Like this wasn't like the championship, but like Notre Dame this year. Like, you got to be happy with their season. Like, they did everything they were Oh, yeah, to. Like there's yes.
1: There's no
2: way. Like, like, sometimes it's different. We're like, yeah, and just sometimes you're outmatched, and that's just, it is what it is. Just be happy you made it to where
1: you are. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The Mets, too, at some point, I was like, I mean, that was a magical run. Like, I, yes, they were considered to make the playoffs, but did anyone expect a World Series run? No, not really. And, like, I mean, weren't
2: they a wild card team too?
1: No, they won the division. The following they year, they were a wild card team and then lost in the wild card game to the Giants. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but like Tommy, we haven't really experienced it. Like the Giants' playoff losses have sucked, yeah. but when we've gone far, we won it all. So it's not like we can even talk about the Giants losing the Super Bowl type of thing.
2: Uh, that's true. And honestly, um, yeah, no, that's you're you're not. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: But, all right. So, and, and let's quickly wrap up the predictions. MVP for NL AL.
2: Uh, AL, I'm picking two because I, I honestly think it's probably going to be Trout. But, like, you know, obviously everyone thinks it's going to be Trout. So, my second pick is uh, <clears throat> actually Matt Chapman. You know, he got hurt last year. I think he's going to look to bounce back, he's, he's a stud. And then my NL pick is actually uh, Acuna Jr. I just son about. I love watching that dude play, and I I think this year he's gonna take that. Like obviously he's pretty damn good, but I think he's gonna really step up this year.
1: Okay, I like those names. For me, I'll start with NL. I think that Juan Soto of the Nationals could be the MVP. Him, Mookie Betts, Cody Ballinger are the first three that come to mind. With Acuna and Tatis Jr. being outside guys looking in. But I think those are my top five with Juan Soto being the favorite just because I think that he's already an emerging, budding superstar. And I think that this year he'll start to get more recognition for that. And then AL, honestly, I think it's going to be Mike Trout again. And this is the one sport where I'm okay, where you don't need to be part of a winning team just because in baseball I feel like it's so tough for one player to to truly control the narrative with the team. Other guys that I could see winning, Alex Bregman, Judge, and then Jose Ramirez, especially with the Cleveland Indians, now that Lindor is gone and that team has gone worse offensively. So, again, Trout winning it all in the AL, Juan Soto in the NL. And then what happened?
2: No, I like
1: that. Oh, yeah. And then finally, finally, Cy Young's. <coughs> Tom and AL? you can go first. Oh. Man. I didn't even think about Cy Young, honestly. You go first.
2: Give me a second.
1: You okay, no first. problem. So, I, I mean, NL, I'm just going to give you two because biasly, I think that the Grom could win his third in four years, I think that he could have won it last year, Max, uh, Tommy, if it wasn't for a career year by Trevor Bauer. And again, DeGrom getting no help whatso- whatsoever by his offense and not having the best wins. But uh, do I think that Bauer will have a repeat performance? No, I don't. Um, So right now, my favorite biasly is Jacob DeGrom when it comes to another guy that I could see. I'll go Max Scherzer. I know that might be a cop-out, but I think Max Scherzer, when he's on, is right there with DeGrom. Walker Bueller is another one with the Dodgers. But Max Scherzer, man, if I had a must-win game... And I couldn't pick my guy in the ground. I'm going Scherzer. I really am. And then in the AL, nothing against Garrett Cole. I think that Shane Bieber of Cleveland will win it. While Lucas Galliotto of the White Sox. Is that that right with the pronunciation? I don't know. Alito?
2: Yeah, that's who my pick was going to be. Yeah,
1: that's number two on my list.
2: I think it's it's now going to come down to Gailito and Cole, and realistically, whoever wins more games out of those two, I think will win the AL. And then my NL, uh, I really actually like Jack Flaherty this year. If, if the Cardinals' offense does what it's supposed to, and he wins games, he'll he definitely should be in the conversation. But and then uh, I I think I think Scherzer's a psychopath, and I just fuck. I, I love that
1: guy. Sorry, Dude, but no, no, no. You guy. can curse. You can curse. We we're not controlled by FCC. Um, Thank God, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, no. I, honestly, I hate him because he's a national. But I don't even hate him. I I think that he's he's like a bulldog type picture.
2: Such a little psychopath mm. on the mouth. Yeah, and and
1: <laughs> and <laughs> psychopath is a perfect word because the the discolored eyes too add to that. Oh, yeah. Fierceness, yeah, but yeah. So that, that that's that's my, our predictions for the baseball season, Tommy. I'm very excited. I hope you are too. Opening oh, yeah. day Thursday. I'm going to be locked in and then try to watch as many games as I can throughout April, May, June, July, and then August and September. Really get locked and loaded. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that my team is playing meaningful games come the late months, but.
2: All right, Max. You know, real quick, Victor, yeah. I got to ask, though. Yes. Just, like, real quick, because I know we got move to move on to basketball. Do you do fantasy baseball? I don't, dude. Dude. I, it's too it's too much of a commitment.
1: Wait, can I just tell you this real quick? mm mm-hmm. um, So, I took a stand and didn't do fantasy football the last two years. Basketball, I got invited to do. I did the draft and everything this year. Didn't check it once after the che- draft. And then baseball... I just feel like it's too much of a commitment that I can't get into it.
2: Baseball for me, I, I last year I thought, oh, a sixty-game short season. Actually, I'll do it. So I did it last year, but then with all the COVID and everything, it made managing a team impossible. Yeah, and like my league even added extra like COVID spots, and it was, it was just too ridiculous. To eat. I, th- I think baseball is way too, too much. It's like same thing with honestly hockey and basketball, where like. It's, I got asked to do a fantasy basketball one this year, too, and I said no, because like, I know I know for a fact. I'd check it for a week and a half, and then all right, I'd kind of check out.
1: Yeah. No, I know. And finally, finally, Tommy, I want to ask you, unbiasedly, put your Mets hate to the side. Better pitcher in New York, DeGrom or Cole? DeGrom. Okay, cool. I was expecting a big-time argument there, but we're on the same page. She
2: has to say, like, I don't get into, like, yeah, okay, Garrett Cole's a Yankee. I love the fact that he is, but... How are you going to look at DeGrom's numbers and not be like, okay. Thank you. Even though I did get kind of mad. at, I got really upset uh, his, uh, his second time winning Cy Young where he had like the 500 of the losing record. I stop,
1: he like, stop, stop. He can't, he, got, he can't do anything about his offense not helping.
2: Okay, Rick Porcillo won because he had 22 wins but had like a three-point-something ERA.
1: No, and I agree with that. I, win, that, of baseball, that. I don't think that Porcello deserved to win. I agree. It. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. We're on the same page there. But to me, when you see how low of an ERA DeGrom had and how he dominated oh, how it he was ridiculous. Yeah. It
2: was it was he was hands down the best pitcher in baseball. So yeah. I know. it was just the fact that the, the standard was set with Porcillo, and then, oh, wait. Well, DeGrom just ri- literally just shattered everything.
1: Well, so. even bigger picture, I'm afraid with the whole Fame when it comes down to it because are they going to hold that? But I don't think so. I, I, I just I get a little paranoid sometimes because DeGrom might not finish with over 100 wins, and it's like you take a look back at his career, and it's like more times than not, he's held opponents to three runs or under. Oh, yeah. But all right. We got to move on now. Tommy, thank you very much for talking baseball. Max, how are you doing? Good. All right. Let's talk some NBA, Maxwell. How about it? To recap, the NBA trade deadline was last Thursday, and I'm just going to remind you guys of some of the biggest moves. Victor Oladipo, Max, the man, the player you were calling for, was dealt to your Miami Heat. Aaron Gordon, like I Predicted was traded to the Denver Nuggets. Magic were very busy Thursday because they also traded Nikola Vucevic to Chicago. Norman Powell of the Toronto Raptors went to Portland while Kyle Lowry stayed put. The Celtics, (laughs) Max, I know you love the Celtics trade Deadline moves. They acquired Evan Fournier, who went, who scored zero points, and missed every single shot he took in his Boston debut. And then the Clippers got their point guard. The only problem is their point guard is Rajon Rondo, and they gave up a lot for him. So Max, you've been very patient. You've been very good. Thoughts on the moves?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like me and you have been talking about Oladipo for a while going to Miami, and uh, they gave him nothing for him. Uh, that, that Houston trade uh, might be one of the worst trades of all time in a couple of years. Those was Pixar because, in a way, they traded uh, James Harden for uh, Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley, which is pretty embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> the Aaron Gordon thing, that dude's a loser. Uh, he picked number 50 <laughs> because of the dunk contest. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I would hate to be one of his ex-girlfriends because he's probably still subbing them about God knows what. Uh, the Fournier one, I mean, I, I see Bill Simmons and all the boys from Southie getting really excited about Fournier. But, you know, this team had Gordon Hayward on there last year, and I know he was banged up and injured, but I'd still rather have Gordon Hayward, like, 80% than Evan Fournier fully healthy. Um, the Rondo one, they should have signed him free agency. They could have had, you know, Lou Williams in the second-round picks. They could it uh, for other assets, They need another big man. Um, I don't know. Ron, playoff Rondo happens for a couple games here and there. It's not like a real thing, it, like consistently. Uh, Norman Powell one. Yeah, I mean, Portland needs 3D guys. He's not really a good defender. Well, they are not have 3D guys. They need more depth and just bigger wings. But they suck at defense anyway, so you're better off just trying to out score people. Um, but, yeah, that was – uh, then the Doitricks ones to Chicago. I kind of like that move for both sides. Orlando's been kind of the same teams for almost a decade now. And, uh, yeah, they got a lot of picks. They got some young guys who, who it's worth taking a look at. And for Chicago, uh, Levine's a free agent, I think, in a year and a half where he's up for an extension. So you want to show him that, you know, you're trying to win and getting an all-star this year is definitely going to help uh, the two-man game of those two. But, yeah.
1: Max, I got to ask you just because I, I know I kind of hit you with a lot of moves. All at once, but the Clippers, right? Trading for Rajon Rondo. Now, again, Max, I'm not, I'm not discrediting anything Rondo's done throughout his career. He was a factor with the Lakers during their championship run last season, but I mean, Lou Williams and a couple of second round picks. Don't you feel like they gave up a little? much for Rondo and I know we've been you've been stressing how much they've needed the point guard, but you really think Rondo at this point of his career is the answer for them and puts them over the top in the West?
0: Uh no, I mean the Lou Williams thing, I know like he's kinda of like a cult hero on NBA Twitter and a lot of guys love love him. He's, he's asked in the playoffs and he can't guard anybody. Okay so um, but you know, the Rondo thing, uh, I, I think he'll help that team off the court more. He's kind of like that you know, that old veteran guy who wants to get guys together. And uh, he knows Ty Lue and some of the coaching staff on there. And, uh, you know, I've watched a couple Clipper games, and it's a lot of Paul George and uh, Kawhi bringing up the ball up and running the offense. You don't want that all the time. At least Rondo can uh, you know, set up the offense, give them some easy looks. And uh, it's always nice when uh, Pat Beverly's your backup now. So, you know, we've we've talked about before how, you know, that's kind of ideal for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're back, if you're back at point guards, Beverly and Rondo, you know, that's pretty good defensively. I know Rondo's been overrated defensively for a while now, but in the playoffs, he'll be more locked in. Same with Beverly. You know, that's a, the opposing guard, you know, that's a tough night out going at those two or having those two uh, guard you the whole game.
1: Yeah no I, I agree and uh, I think you make a couple of good points on Rondo and like you said Beverly returns to his stronger position slash role Tommy did you uh did you follow the trade deadline at all any moves that you really like stood out to you whether it was good or mad, good or bad
2: yeah well, you know the jazz making me look bad I said last week that I kind of wanted them to do stuff do something and they didn't do a single thing Actually, not true. They got Matt Thomas, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a, that's a team where obviously they're they're obviously a good enough team to be doing what they've done so far. But it's not a team where once the playoffs come around, you're like, okay, yeah, they're the one. They could potentially be the one seed, but it's not a team that I'm like, I think is going to make a threat at winning the West with the roster they have now. And so I kind of wish they were. More active and honestly, same with the Suns. But I just I don't really know enough about the Suns on what assets they could have given up and moved around. But uh, yeah, the Jazz making me look bad, man.
1: Yeah, uh, they they were pretty quiet. So were so were the Lakers, who again we 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 touched upon it. We didn't really know what they could give up, but. I uh, at least I felt that they were going to do a little more now that LeBron was going to miss an extended amount of time and we'll talk about them signing Drummond but listen I was uh I I like the Nuggets move. I also like them picking up JaVale McGee honestly because I, yeah. I think that he's another big body that can get you boards. But uh, no, and in, in all honestly I mean listen, I think the most surprising move was v- Vucevic to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I know that the magic got more, got more assets and everything. Did I expect them to blow away the all up? No, I didn't. So I, I know that they still have young players like Fultz on the roster, but they're kind of back in rebuild mode. Lowry, I, I didn't expect to get traded, and he didn't get traded. The biggest for big, the biggest thing for me though was the next thing put. Now I know there were rumors that Lonzo Ball and the Knicks were rumored to be together. I understand that that would have helped them. Magic Johnson came out this week and said that Lonzo was the smartest point guard in the entire league. I'm glad, though, that they didn't give up their future for a piece or go after Oladipo or trade for Drummond, who is on his way out anyway, and trading for a player that was going to get bought out a couple days later wouldn't have made sense to me. So I'm glad. I'm really glad that I think the biggest move for my favorite team was not making a move. Other than that, I think that we'll see about Oladipo in Miami. Max, I think you've made great points the last couple of weeks, last couple of months that a culture like Miami, a bulldog, a leader like Jimmy Butler a great organization with pat riley eric Spulcher, a couple championship winning head coach can keep him in check i do think that of the few places i could see working out for oladipo miami was one of them i think Aaron gordon was a great addition to denver And yeah, and I think the Celtics once again missed out on the big time players. I think that Damian, like you said,
0: they almost they almost got them all. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of strange. The Boston Celtics are just another team in the East. I feel, but yeah. But, uh, all right, let's 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 move on to not uh, trades, but other moves. The Marcus Aldridge. Max, I saw you were a little bitter, him not signing with Miami. He decided to sign with the Brooklyn Nets and Blake Griffin and KD and Kyrie and Harden and all those guys. And then Andre Drummond, the other big name that got bought out, he went west to join the Lakers, Wait, yeah, d- I
0: told you that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Reaction to this move, Max. D- do you think oh, this God. at all is getting absurd?
0: No, I don't think so because, I mean, I don't know. I, I was kind of joking more because anytime somebody does not sign with the Heat, we always say uh doesn't have the guts because I don't know if you guys remember the uh 2014 after the finals loss, Pat Riley basically called out LeBron and said if you got the guts. I don't know if you guys remember that press conference. Oh, I
1: do remember that. I do. Yeah. I actually do. Yeah. But so
0: it's not a thing on uh, Heat Twitter that uh, somebody, because there's a lot of reporters who I, who I trust who've been pretty right about the heat, special Heat information that's saying LaMarcus was a done deal. And even uh, Spurs people were shocked that um, he went to Brooklyn last minute because they thought he was going to Miami too. But the whole guts thing, it was just, you know, it's kind of funny. But um, no, I mean, i don't think it's gonna of him. i mean blake griffin was you know people thought he was off for two years and then he's on the nets and he's caught an alley and looks to be pretty healthy now and uh, decent uh you know people are flipping out like cma smith i see him today um uh, a just can't go to pull defensively so i mean if he wins you a playoff game if he scores you like eight points maybe four or five rebounds mm-hmm. it, he's just a name at this point but you know people on twitter whatever just want to put jersey on him with everybody and oh, my God, this isn't fair. Well, yeah, if it's 2015, it would not to be, but these guys are past your prime. Marcus wants to, um, wants to get a win ring. Uh, you know, he's like, I forget how many seasons he's been in. Maybe 14, 15 seasons now. Um, and then the Drummond one, Yeah, I've, I've said that. Like the last time we did that, he was going to L.A. He was, he's been in L.A. for a while now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they need kind of another Dwight Howard guy on that team, and he is – uh, better Dwight Hire like he was last year on the Lakers. So yeah, I mean it's a good move for the Lakers. You know they shouldn't stay in pack because they need they need uh, front court help. So yeah, he'll get his minutes.
1: So real quick, Max, fifteen seasons. You were right, Lamarcus Aldridge has been on uh-huh. the lake. And side note, Max, remember when you when you accused me of being a secret Heat fan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I I mean I asked the question. I didn't I didn't. No,
1: no, no, I know. I know. I I didn't mean it in a negative way. But you know who who I do love with the Miami Heat? I love Pat Riley. And and I'm not even just saying because of its next ties. I just think that he's a no bullshit, old school type of guy. Yeah, and yeah. and he's just a winner. I mean, really, when you think about it, anywhere that he's gone, I know that he never got the job done done with the Knicks, but they were one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean the guy's a winner and he knows what it takes to win and it's important that he gets the guys like Dwayne Wade, like Jimmy Butler who has that same motivation that same mentality that same killer instinct type and uh, yeah so that uh, I've just always loved Pat Riley. and I think that's my favorite thing about the Miami Heat but Tommy I'll, I'll open it to you you know people have been going back to when David Sterling Right? David Sterling, Max? Oh,
0: uh, Donald.
1: Donald. Oh, Donald. Yeah. Donald Sterling vetoed that Chris Paul trade to the Lakers.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you were talking about the old Clippers racist owner. It was um, David Stern.
1: David Stern. David Stern. The the yeah. Owner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. David Stern blocked the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers because he felt that it was an unkind... Unco- unfair competitive advantage by the Lakers unfair unfair trade one-sided trade do you think that something needs to be done like it just seems like it's either the Lakers or the Nets at this point with names and again I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Andre Drummond or LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin were players that they once were again at this point in their career they're role players but they're more premier role players than we've seen in the past. D- do you think that something needs to be done? Because I'll be honest with you, the NBA to me is a very close. If you had to say which professional league was the most comparable to college football and what I mean by that, the least amount of parity, I would say the NBA.
2: I mean, yeah, it's hard to not argue that when LeBron made almost a decade straight finals run. You know, like... It's it's hard, so I I get that, but I don't know. I saw I saw a really funny tweet. It was like NBA Twitter acting like, and it was a pic acting like LaMarcus aldrick and Blake Griffin are these two, and it was a young picture of Tim Duncan and David. Roberts. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I saw
1: that. I think probably Max honestly retweeted or
2: liked it. That's probably yeah, I liked it. it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, but I saw it's like, but you know, at the end of the day, I guess it's more because it becomes a free agent market at that point, right? Once a guy like opts out, it could be like any other sport, like like Trevor Bauer going to the Dodgers or stuff, something like that. So it's not like I'd think it'd be hard for a uh, a league to like police that, but it does create it does create big. I'm trying to think of the right word here, but like not discrepancies, but like big, I guess advantages for the bigger market teams, like like the rumors with JJ Reddick, or. Taking a buyout and then oh maybe the Jazz go after him. He's not going to Utah. You're not opting out. Going to Utah. You're gonna go to back to Philly or out to LA or something like that. But I definitely, I definitely agree and see the like what those teams are talking about. But I don't know. I I don't have a solution on how you would fix it though.
1: No, I agree with if that. I,
2: if I can jump in, I can clarify some things
1: if you don't mind. Uh, oh yeah! No, 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 of course. Go for yeah, it.
0: No, um, I saw, I saw that too—the Chris Paul thing. Um, at that time, the Loomises, no, not yeah, there was the Loomis or the Benson family. What one owns the Saints or Houston? Do you guys know?
1: Uh, I'm gonna look it up.
0: I think it's the Bensons. Yeah, it is. Okay, one one of those yeah. family. Yeah, Gale that Benson. family. Owns yeah. The Saints. yeah, they they um they own the uh, Hornets as well. And at that time, that's when, uh, I believe Spygate was the thing. And so they they didn't have enough money to run the team because they were suspended from the NBA job or running the day-to-day NBA. And actually, David Stern was running the Hornets at that time because they didn't have enough Oh, Hornets I
1: remember that. Yes, 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 yeah, yes.
0: And he blocked the trade. And this is coming off the summer of, uh, you know, LeBron going to Miami. And then the next summer, you know, not want markets to, uh, you know, get screwed over and yada. And it's kind of funny because that trick drew The original trade, I think it was Gordon Dragic, Lamar Odom. Um, I think Luis Scola. And I think a, a couple of first-round picks are going to New Orleans. And uh, the Rockets got Paul Bessau and the Lakers just got Chris Paul. Compare to what they got. They got Chris Kamen, Eric Gordon, and two first-round picks. And Eric Gordon didn't do anything with them. They shanked all the picks they had. And Chris Kamen would play there for a year. So that's – um, the whole Chris Paul thing, yeah. The NBA, Dave Stern blocked that. Not that like you know people really remember that or like. Or... No,
1: I remember Stern blocking it. Yeah. I forgot that he was running the Hornets.
0: Yeah, he was running the Hornets. At yeah, because the Benson family was really in trouble with that, and they just didn't have the funds to do it at the time, mm-hmm. so they're on hold. And the, uh, the 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 thing about buyouts is uh, it kind of makes me laugh when I see people you know on Facebook. We all know what we're talking about. I hate the NBA. I can't watch this. Jordan, Jordan ran the nineties. Whatever hell they say. Is that for a buyout? Like Lamar Jackson Blake Griffin. Are you going to go on a worse team than the team that you're buying out from? No, you want you want to go on a winning team. You're not going to go on a shitty team. That's kind of the part of the buyout is for you to go on a better team. No. And I just feel like it's. What, what, what do you want Lamar Jackson to go and Blake Griffin? You want them to go to Cavaliers or like Minnesota? What? No, it doesn't make any sense.
1: No, 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 you. Uh, you're right. You're definitely right, Max. Uh, I fully expect that, as especially players towards the end of their careers. But that that's yeah. why, too, I also can't really blame them because you think about Aldridge, you think about Griffin. I mean, these guys, with the amount of work they put in, um, the career that they've had, you can't fault them for ring chasing. And And again, I think that these guys will play a critical part in their team winning it all but I don't know it just it, it's upsetting because I felt that the NBA was turning things around making smaller markets more appealing when you think about Russell Westbrook and you think about Giannis committing to their teams trying to win with their teams and it just feels like this it's like one step forward, two steps back type of thing. And again, yeah, I can't... It
0: happens. it goes in waves. It's like a roller coaster, you know? Like, when we were a, bit, got a little bit younger on high school, like, you know, Indiana's a big... I mean, Chicago's a big market, but... um, I thought it has just peaks and valleys. Like, the whole KC thing, they're trying to go... They're trying to win. Only didn't want to pay the luxury types anymore. He kind of felt the team with, you know, Russ and PG... Uh, playoff P, I'm sorry. Kind of had its, kind of had its peak. So, you know, he kind of trade got assets, and smaller... The thing that nobody wants to talk about with small market teams: one, half of, half of the ownership GMs suck. Uh, Organize you, you know if you don't have the good people constantly, the organization would be terrible. And two, you gotta hit your draft picks. If you don't hit your draft picks, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. Look, look at OKC. Look at Milwaukee. You know they, they took a flyer on Giannis, and you know now he's top five player in the league. You gotta really hit your draft picks if you're a small market team. Look at Cleveland. It's been
2: the same shit show for years.
1: Yeah, except when- that's
2: even the same in like the MLB too. If you think about it. like that, those Royals teams, like. Most of yeah. those guys were all drafted. The Astros were all small, even though Houston is a bigger market, but than uh, KC. But most of those guys were drafted and then just developed. Like yeah, so it, I definitely get Matt, you're. 100%, Look at Utah. Right? Look at Utah. Utah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nope. You Can, know?
2: like you gotta hate your draft picks. That, I hate to be like that, but you
0: have to hate your draft picks. Well, when you're a small market team.
1: Well, here's the thing, Max. Uh, Tommy, just one thing. I uh, I agree completely. Smaller. Market a small market teams need to hit on draft picks, but then the problem with that is in my mind, oh, these like look at Lamel Ball, right? Oh, he's playing great. He b- b- prior to his injury, he's playing great for Charlotte. Maybe they found their guy, but in five years, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Lamel decided to go to a big market team. Like, I feel like it's only a matter of time. Lamel seems like that type of guy that he wants a spotlight, he wants um, a big market, big city type thing. Now, again, he might, uh, five years from now, he might love Charlotte. They might have a competitive winning team, right? Who knows? But in my yeah, mind, no, it's only. I mean,
0: what? I would say that's. At, the, at that point, you got to hope that, you know, they get. He, he can recruit somebody or, you know, hit on a trade.
1: Well, great. Agreed, agreed. But I'm just saying, like, with these small market teams, yes, yeah, it's no, critical it for, for it. them to hit on their draft picks. But also, in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm like, I feel like it's only a matter of time before these guys. I mean, it's. It's easier are
2: said and
0: done, but look at San Antonio. You know that's kind of the example yeah. in OKC yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but
2: yeah,
1: I also you know why? Oh, go you
0: know ahead. Why?
2: Well, even Max, you even said that even earlier with with Chicago making that trade to keep Zach Levine happy. Like, all right, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do something to prove to keep you here. So that's exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Max, you go.
2: But you know what's another? Oh, you know what's
0: another good example about this, and then we can go on to the next one if you guys want to. Is look at the uh, New Orleans Pelicans there with Anthony Davis. In today's NBA, Anthony Davis is pretty much the projectable big man you wanted, and their ownership, GM, coaches were just awful. Did they do anything right besides get Drew Holiday on that team?
1: No, no.
0: Yeah, playoff front. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> silly me. And they traded for Demarcus Cousins, which was a good trade at that time. He just tore his Achilles. Which you know that, that that was a good move at the time. It just didn't work out. But sure, you know I mean, like Anthony Davis. You've told me right now that's your franchise player, and you had seven, eight years to like you know win with him. They did nothing.
1: <laughs> well, Max, let me just ask you this, and then I want to circle back to something. Don't you feel like the same thing is kind of happening in Milwaukee? Yeah. Because like I, again, I would I would say that. It's not exactly like Milwaukee has surrounded Giannis with all that much talent. And I know Chris Milton has played well at times. I know that they made the trade this past offseason. But, like, really, it's not like they have helped him out that much. You
0: know, but he re-signed with them. And even if he wants to trade in two years, you know, they can get a a, a really nice package for him. No, agree. So that's one of the good things, agreed. too. Which, they have, like, Look at the Anthony Davis thing. Yeah, it sucked, but, you know, they got a nice little package with him. And they got the first pick. They got Zion. So, and you know what? New Orleans on the clock with Zion, too. With yeah. The metal thing you said. Oh, they're on the clock with him. Oh, yeah. The moment. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But, Max, uh, real quick, I wanted to go back to something. Uh, oh, San Antonio, though. I think San Antonio got lucky because, A, Greg oh, yeah. Popovich is one hell of a coach. And I'm sure he had a big part in all those superstars staying. And, two, those those stars, Tim Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. Something tells me they, the Spurs got lucky with their personality, where they were cool with not being in a major market as long as they were winning. Like you think about those guys, all pretty much quiet guys. None of them. Yes, they were stars with their production. No one had that big ego to them as Damn. well.
0: Yeah, that that a lot of things lined up perfect with with that uh, whole franchise playing now. Yeah. But Tim Duncan did almost leave the the Magic.
1: Uh, I
0: think '02 or I think it was with T Mac and Grant Hill.
1: But wow, that one he won't... didn't leave. Wow, to think yeah. how much the NBA would have been different back then. Oh, and then have finally, your Max... boy, your
0: boy, uh, your boy Doc Rivers ruined it.
1: How did he ruin it?
0: Because he was a Magic coach, and Tim Duncan wanted. Uh, some of his family members that fly with him for games or uh, away games. Doc said no. Imagine NBA, <laughs> then.
1: Yeah. Imagine that being the reason you miss out on one of the best players to ever play the game.
0: I listened to the podcast and Tim said that. That wasn't a reason, but that definitely rubbed in the wrong way. Now like it's that happens all the time. It's like normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Max, I just wanted to also give you a shout out, um if it's an NBA tweet, chances are Max Marshall liked it. The other <laughs> type of tweet is a Sopranos uh yeah. <laughs> <a> Sopranos scene. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're, I love that account, it's hilarious. Yeah, so do I. But uh alright. Anything else you wanna to touch upon, Max, before we move on to the NFL? Uh no, I'm
2: ready. No, I'm ready for the NFL.
1: Alright. So oh, 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 real quick. Yeah. Real
2: quick, do you guys think it was a little weird how quiet Philly was at the deadline? I mean, yeah, they got George Hill, but do, mm-hmm. do you guys think they should have done anything else?
0: No, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I know they tried to get Lowry. Yeah. But, um, you know, George Hill, nice veteran player. can space it forward and bring the ball up and pretty pretty good defender still at his age. So, you know, they, they got to keep some of their assets for, you know, the offseason if they don't go far. And George Hill inspired contract, so.
1: True. I mean, again, Max, don't go far. I think this is a make or break year for Philly.
0: It could
1: be. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah they definitely that's what, they that's what I the
1: first would have tried now. to do more. Yeah. Yeah. But um real quick guys, I don't know if you yeah. saw Max, did you see what's going on with KD and Michael Rappaport?
0: Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> I, I, I I got into a little like uh, Twitter beef with rappaport. Oh, that's really? so <laughs> that
1: Twitter
0: beef is hysterical. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I don't
1: know. Rappaport, listen, I, I
0: That guy sucks. I, he, he sucks.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get cancer or anything, but like, you guys apparently talk all the time. You shit talk one another and everything. You're supposedly a comedian where you're supposed to have free realm, and then you expose KD like this. I mean, come on.
2: Hey, he kept telling Max to go that his mom was checking him out on TV. So,
1: jeez, yeah, jeez. I don't
2: know. What, I don't know what that meant. But yeah, yeah, we, we're uh, adults yeah. making mom jokes, but that was the best. The great Michael Rapaport. Yeah. Go up. I, you know what's funny about that too is that all the shit I said to him,
0: I got more likes <laughs> than he <laughs>
2: <right. laughs> that,
0: did. That's
2: great. I did. The best. though, my favorite part about that was it was over. Went to bed, and then Michael responded the next morning. So you know he thought about that overnight. Yeah. To yeah be like, oh, dude. I'm gonna get this random kid now. That's Bro, so, so dude, if sad. If I see him, I, I would I would open
0: palm smack him, but that, he might sue me.
1: That is so sad, dude. But. Yeah. All right, I, I just want... Because I found it so strange, and and again, I'm not usually one to defend KD, but I thought that was such a bitch move by Rappaport. But, oh, yeah. But, he sucks. Yeah, he really does. But All right, let's move on to the NFL, and big trade went down. A couple big trades went down this past week, and the first one was between the San Francisco 49ers and Miami Dolphins. The 49ers received the number three overall draft pick from Miami in exchange for their number one, their first round draft pick, which is number 12 overall, next year's 2022 first round draft pick, next year's third round draft pick, and then finally 2023 first round draft pick as well. So in total, they received three first round draft picks. Then, then the Dolphins decide to move back up and get the Eagles number six overall draft pick. And also Philadelphia's 2021 fifth round draft pick. While the Eagles received number 12 overall draft pick for this year's first round. 2021 fourth round draft pick. And then next year's first round draft pick as well. Okay, guys, a lot of moving parts. First off, first off, can we just point out that the Philadelphia Eagles, that scumbag organization tanked, tanked the last game of the season to A,
0: oh, I forgot get a
1: high draft pick, a high draft pick, and B, fuck over my New York Giants. Who would have beat Tampa in the first round of the playoffs? But I digress. I'm not happy about it, but fuck Philly, okay? But apparently Philly was all ready, was all set to trade for the Number three overall draft pick, Dolphins draft pick, if they were guaranteed to draft Zach Wilson out of BYU. Now, again, this already weird offseason continues to get weirder for Philadelphia. Their owner, Jeff Lurie, came out and said he was in full support of Jalen Hurts. He was their quarterback moving forward. And then you constantly hear quarterback rumors with Philadelphia. They now have 12th overall draft pick. The 49ers have number three overall. The Miami Dolphins have number six overall. Tommy, I'll start with you. What does this trade mean for the 49ers? Is Garoppolo's future all but written to you?
2: I think he's the starter this year. And depending on how the season goes throughout the year, you're def- they're definitely taking a QB at three. Like you're not giving up all those assets to trade up and take, you know, an offense alignment or corner. Like you're going to just sit back at 12 and see what comes to you. I do know though, that happened like right after Zach Wilson's pro day, where all I heard was how amazing he is and how great he is and actually watching it. And me and a couple of buddies were talking about it. Uh, one of them brought up a good point where we watched it. And we're like, he's playing the wrong sport. Like he looks like a shortstop. Like he's super athletic, can make awkward throws, like across his body. He, I'm not comparing him to this in any sense, so no one, you know, listen out there, take it this way. But he has like a Mahomes type style, like when Mahomes looks like a baseball player out there, like throwing a football around, that's kind of what Zach Wilson looks like, just not nearly as athletic, and doesn't have nearly the arm strength. But then again, today, uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones had their pro days, and Matt Miller tweeted today. Text from NFL scout, quote, that was arguably one of the greatest quarterback workouts I've ever seen. I feel like I've heard that every single day leading up to this draft, so I don't really know what to think or hear. But it means Garoppolo is going to be the starter this year, and they could be content with letting a guy sit for a season and then moving forward. But they're definitely taking a QB at three. Lawrence is obviously going number one. It puts the Jets... That that trade makes me think more and more that the Jets might be taking a QB because why wouldn't you just call the Jets? Why would the Dolphins be your call when they already have a ton of draft capital assets? Like, yeah, they're already picking at three, but they have so much draft capital. I, the Jets would have been my first call, and that means they're either staying at one to take a QB or they're asking way too much for that pick. But I feel like the Forty ers gave up a pretty decent chunk. So it's, it was a very, very weird situation. And honestly, I know Max loves the Miami Dolphins, but all the assets and everything they took taken over from the laramie Tunsil trade, like, good for them. And they're going to be able to take their guy, Jamar Chase, at six and just roll with it. It's, it I can't – draft day, you guys have that list, like your favorite non-sports days. Draft day is number one for me. I love the NFL draft. I, it's – it's something like I literally – I take I used to take it off for work. Like I would take the day off and just get myself mentally ready and wow. to do that. But, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so I, – I just can't wait to see realistically, not to just, like I said, gas up Max here, but to see what the Jets do at 2 is going to be very interesting. Uh, I, know, I, know. I think if they stay there at 2 at this point, they, they kind of have to take a
1: QB. I think it'd be a mistake. I've said this multiple times. I I think that the Jets, uh, again, would just be hitting the reset button. I get it.
2: Me too. I agree. But just the way everything's unfolding right now, like the writing's on the wall.
1: I agree. I agree. I do think that, I mean, the Eagles even said, uh, well, they didn't say, but sources said that the Eagles were ready to move up to number three if they were guaranteed Zach Wilson. I don't know if that definitely means that Zach Wilson's going number two, but there's only two picks ahead of number three overall. And if they weren't guaranteed to get Zach Wilson, I, I mean, Urban Meyer came out and said today, the Jaguars are leaning towards Lawrence. We know they're drafting Lawrence. We knew that since the NFL season ended. I think it's a mistake. I understand Joe Douglas getting his guy, Rob Salah, new head coach, st- starting new altogether. I get it. I just think that Sam Darnold has not been given an opportunity with the real talent around him. Max, before I say what I think this means for the 49ers and Garoppolo, what do you think it means?
0: Uh, I don't know. I felt like this was a kind of out of left field. When I saw it. I was like, San Fran traded up. To three, I thought I know that kind of caught me by surprise. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like you know they're training up for uh, you know, the next quarterback in line. Uh, but I don't know who it is. I mean, Justin Fields, like Tommy said, every every off or every you know draft combine, whatever, there's always reporters. Oh, so NFL executive, NFL this text me, best best straw I've seen all year, and this is one of the best workouts I've ever seen. It's just the same shit every year. Um, I don't know who St. Francis going to take. Maybe Fields, if his stock is going up. Uh, but I don't
1: know. All right, so first off, guys, I just want to remind you that I was a quarterback in high school, and if you gave me a pro day, I could look like Joe Montana out there. I mean, okay, really, pro days can only hurt your stock because they're meant – they're made for you to succeed. They're made – For you to excel, right? So, like, even today, I saw Mac Jones overthrowing football, and Bill Bill Belichick shook his head. It can really only hurt you, okay? It's you're you're in shorts, you're not in pads, you don't have to worry about defenders. You're supposed to be stellar on your pro day. If you're not, then that's a problem. That's a red flag, right? I'm gonna just toss out an idea and again i know that you aren't supposed to trade three first round draft picks for anything other than the quarterback i'm not gonna say that it's definitely the 49ers are drafting quarterback now max i also thought it was weird right what you said like 49ers moved up to number three holy crap like i would expect a quarterback in need uh, a team in need of a quarterback to do that desperate need I personally said, I, I said a couple weeks ago that if I'm the 49ers, I would only get Garoppolo if I found a better quarterback out on the market, an improved quarterback, right? Drafting a quarterback, to me, does not improve your team. And again, I know that maybe, maybe if they take Trey Lance or Justin Fields and he has a Justin Herbert-like season, okay, I'll be dead wrong. But I can't – to me, I think the 49ers are very close again back to the Super Bowl. They're they're only two years removed. I know that – uh, really, one year removed because they lost the Chiefs not this year but the year before that. They lost their defense coordinator. I get that. They might lose a couple defense pieces, right? But I don't think they're that far away from competing for a Super Bowl. Not at all. Guys, I have a question for you just real quick. This is my I'm getting to my point. Kyle Shan- Shanahan, right? Coach of the 49ers. Where was he before this? He was offensive coordinator where?
0: Atlanta. Atlanta.
1: Who did Atlanta have to team up with Matt Ryan? I, <clears throat> Julio Jones. Where did Julio Jones come from? Alabama.
2: They're not taking Devontae. What, what has
1: been wide receiver university for the last. Decade or so. They're not taking Devante Smith. I think they're game taking game. Devonta Smith at they number three. They could
2: have waited till twelve and drafted Jalen Waddle.
1: No uh, way. Victor, I'm putting, no. I'm putting that no. to bed. I, right I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, look oh, at their wow. receivers. They oh, have. Got breaking,
2: they got have. Breaking news on Giants legend. Are you talking about Michael Strahan fixing his tousscap? No, Colt McCoy, oh, Cardinals.
1: Okay, okay. Why do you have to be okay? <laughs> yep. Me and Tommy were in a very serious debate right there, and you just you made my heart drop. Okay, Colt Anytime. McCoy, Cardinals. Okay, all right. Anyway, getting back to my point. Besides George it's, Kittle, it's, it's, they, they do they not could have
2: possibly Demonte Smith might have fallen to them.
1: Might have, might have. Now, now, it's a guarantee that he doesn't get picked before they draft. I'm just saying, no shot, I'm just dude. saying, I'm just saying he knows what a big bodied number one receiver can do.
2: Well, neither of the, neither the Alabama wide receivers are big bodied. Okay. Jaylen All right. Devontae All right. Smith okay. Is.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're he's right. Trying. You're right. You're right. He is, he is only 170 fans. I didn't mean. Take,
2: I mean, Jamar Chase is going to be a beast. Like he, he is big, fast, great hands. I, I personally think he's, I mean. He should be the first wide receiver taken out of this draft class. Okay. If Devontae Smith ends up being the guy that wouldn't surprise me because how do you not, you know, draft a Heisman Trophy winner? But Jamar Chase would have been the guy there.
1: Okay. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Number three or Mr. Irrelevant. What what pick does it matter as long as you get your guy, Right. And I'm just saying. Oh, it doesn't big, matter
2: at all, but why do you give up all those assets?
1: Because I'm you kidding. know why he's seen what Alabama wide receivers can do. He's seen the impact that playmakers. Now, Big Body was wrong. That was that was dumb of me to say. Big time playmaker, though, Devonta Smith has that capability to be for the San Francisco 49ers. Can he make Garoppolo take that next step? Uh, Tommy, you take a look, right? I understand how great George Kittle is. He's a tight end now. Debo Samuel, okay. Brandon Ayuk, right.
2: Ayuk can Ke- have a great year this year.
1: Kevin White, okay. Travis Benjamin. I mean, this, the this 49ers. Draft like,
2: this draft is like last year's though, where you can get one of those guys in the, the second or third round that can compete like that. With so this. you don't you don't need to worry about getting like one of the top three guys, the Waddles, the Devontae Smiths, the Jamar Chases, because. You'll be able to find not your. You'll be basically be able to find your Chase Claypool in this draft. Okay. A good wide receiver or your your DK Metcalf, like those guys definitely exist in this draft.
1: Okay. Well, all right. So I just. No, continue.
2: I want to go, go back to the Jets real quick if we can.
1: Okay. Let me just say this. Let me just say this, and then we can definitely okay. go to the Jets. Um. But if they do draft the quarterback, right? My prediction for Garoppolo would still be a possibility. I still think that he's somehow, someway ending up back in New England.
2: All right, so, all right, then I'm going to ask, before we get back, well, I guess as technically is the Jets. is. So, say hypothetically the Jets and the Niners are both going to take quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. They're both, that means Darnold and Garoppolo are up for trades, whatever, like, r- regardless if they say, oh yeah, they're going to be our starter, you know they're going to listen to trades. Your team right now for one year, who would you rather have? Yeah, wow, that's GMT a good
1: question. Donald? That's a good question for one year.
2: Because because both of them only have realistically one year left on their deal. Yeah. I'd say whoever I can get cheaper, honestly. Cheaper? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll go Darnold too. I'll I'll go Darnold. I mean, I'll go Darnold.
2: So is there really that big of a difference between the two? Like, I'm not. I don't really know. Like, I think yeah. The, yeah, I don't know. I think Darnold is probably better, but. Yeah, I guess whoever I've seen it cheaper. consistently. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but also, we haven't seen Jimmy G on the field consistently. He's hurt every year.
1: That is true. That is true.
2: Yeah. Like I said, I would just do whoever I want to get cheaper, honestly. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that, that's a good point, Max. Okay. Wait, what would you like to get back to the Jets about? Tom? I just
2: want, I, I just, the, this whole trade really screwed the Jets more than anybody. Because now, realistically, like looking at the draft, there's only two teams you can call, and it's Atlanta and Carolina. To create a bidding war, like, hey, if you guys want your QB, we have the spot to give you your QB. What do you have to offer? And I think Max might have said this a couple year a couple weeks ago, like, oh, start a bidding war. But realistically, that's what they're gonna have to do. But the Eagles or yeah, the 49ers just set the market. Like this is what that pick is worth. You're worth a little bit more because you're one spot ahead and you're guaranteed to get the second best quarterback in this draft. So do you call that? I don't know what other team, like if the Jets wanted to trade out of two, I don't know what other teams would would pick up the phone, honestly, unless it's the Eagles because if if that trade is true where they really did want Zach Wilson, now they just got more first-round assets and more picks to trade, the Jets can give them that deal. But a great NFL executive said the only time you hear trade rumors in the NFL is when they want to stir up a market that isn't there. <sighs>
1: See, the only thing is, I really think out of everything the running on the wall is that Darnold is gone. And it's not because of this latest event to unfold. I think it's... I've I really felt that Darnold is gone ever since the GM, Joe Douglas, came out and said, we're listening to offers. We're taking offers on Darnold. Because you don't... I, I can't remember the last time a GM said that about their franchise quarterback. Like... You're taking offers. You you I, you do not tell the press that about your franchise quarterback if he's your guy. So I think that that was the writing on the wall. And I think they're locked in. If it wasn't the Eagles this time, maybe with the first-round draft picks that they received. But I think this time around, uh, if it wasn't the Eagles this time, the Jets are taking a quarterback at number two.
2: What do you got, Max?
0: I'll be honest with you. I want this over with. I, I, I hate this shit with being a Jets fan. I feel like you know this whole offseason, season. I heard from media members. This, and that. This has been a big off season for Joe Douglas, and I wasn't really too thrilled with it. You know, the, the this recent trade, like you said, kind of put the Jets in you know in no man's land. Not no man's land, but you know. If that's who knows if the Eagles is true either, by the way, too. If they're just like you say, trying to create a market. I don't know. I, I've done this quarterback carousel shit since I I can remember. I you know, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. I, I I'm scared. This sucks. I don't know what to do. I've had enough. Yeah. And, I want this shit over with.
1: And then another, there's just another reason why the Jets shouldn't start over at quarterback is they've had a the quarterback carousel. Something should light up at some point telling you that it's a team sport hey maybe we need to get talent at other positions it's not just the quarterback but no and that's why you guys haven't won the super bowl since 69 um guys uh anything else
0: that was a random shot Jeez, i mean i thought oh my god
1: oh okay all right relax but um anything else on the trade because i want to ask you one final question before we wrap up the show
2: no? I just I just love that it was a random Friday and I'm getting all this NFL action. It made me feel alive.
1: Oh, I know. I know. I know. The NFL really has become a year-round sport. But what I wanted to ask you, when big news dropped today, it became official after a league-wide vote. The regular season got expanded to 17 games and the preseason reduced to three. Max, real quick, do you like the idea?
0: Uh, no, but I mean... We're also gonna watch football even if we don't like it.
1: So, yeah that that's true. That's true. And and again, very enthusiastic with your answer. I'm glad you brought the uh, the spunk today, Max. Thank you, Tommy. What about you?
2: I was gonna say. I I mean, I was gonna say I hate it until Max. Yeah, was like, yeah, I'm gonna still watch anyways because he's right. But I actually hate it.
1: Yeah, I hate it because once again, the NFL just being hypocrites. Like, again, as a fan, I love football. I want as much football as I can, but. You're preaching about safety one day, and then now you're adding an extra game. I mean, the season is long enough, takes a tough enough toll on the players. I, I just don't get it. I, you had a perfect system, and
2: they had the perfect system. You know, you play two other conferences, or, you play, or two other divisions. You play one in your division, one in the opposite division. You play every team in your division twice, and then you play every team in your Conference that finished in your position last year, like the formula made so much sense. Yeah, for how the games added up, and now like whatever does it really throw off things that much? I guess no, but I think it's. I thought they had such a great system at sixteen. Like it just, it's annoying.
1: I know, I know, and it's worth noting that since the NFL had a sixteen-game season, only one team finished a perfect sixteen and zero, but no team finished nineteen and zero. And that is thanks to our New York football giant. New York Yep. All right, guys, thank you for another great edition of Old School Sport. Tommy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining always, us always once again. Always happy to be on, boys. Yep, always a pleasure talking to you. Max, you'll be back next week. Would you like to share your social media? Remember, guys, go check him out on All You Can Heat. He has some great articles about the Miami Heat. You'll learn a thing or two.
0: Yeah,
1: you can follow me at uh Max Marshall
2: uh one three six. Tommy, what's yours? Uh T uh M E A N E Y fourteen at uh Twitter and then two two twelve Tommy on Instagram.
1: At Victor J Pusteri on Instagram, at Victor Pusteri on Twitter. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Old School Sport. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Old School Sport. But until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in.